All right. What's going on, everybody? This is uh, Julian with uh, Mentality Podcast back again. Thanks for joining. Uh, today, I got special guest Matt Mugford, a.k.a. Fit Guru, IFBB Pro on Instagram. How's it going, man? It's going, man. It's going. How you doing today? Pretty good. Doing pretty good. So a little bit about me and Matt. Like, we've been cool for a minute. Um, I think I even came – one time I came down to Wichita, Matt put me on cardio, and I almost died. I do remember. I almost died trying to keep up with <laughs> Like, I don't know what the heck this is, bro. So, but um, when it comes to competing, Matt is actually one of the first competitors I ever seen live. This was back in, I think, 2014, like we said. This is when men's physique yep. was starting. And I remember like sitting in the, the stands or sitting in the crowd and like my eyes were glued to him. His posing was so much more ahead of what everybody else's was. Like it would be normal now, but it wasn't normal back then. And that kind of made me really like, you know what, I want to. I want to do this sport. So I appreciate you for that, bro. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, posing wasn't always my best thing though. Right. <laughs> That's a, um, but yeah, I, I do agree. You know um, I mean, back then, you know, getting, getting into it, you know, I think what actually had gotten me into bodybuilding originally is I was actually, you know, I was like I said, you know, I was always been, always been in the sports, always been an athlete, you know. So even back in high school, you know, working out and lifting in the gym, you know, I'd always be working out for sports and for performance. But I'd always still be looking at myself in the mirror like I want to look good, you know. Right. You know, I want to girls, you know, I want to I want to look good. So, like, I'd be like, all right, my biceps aren't looking big enough. Let me hit them more. So I, I guess in a sense, I've been bodybuilding since I even started lifting. You know right. what I mean? Uh, Cause I've always been in the, looking in the mirror, trying to make sure I was staying, you know, in shape and aesthetically looking the way I would want to look. Um, but uh, fast forward to, the, to that. Yeah. What got me into it was um, I was actually deployed and just reading a lot on bodybuilding.com. And I was like, you know, I, I've always gotten lean, but not like as lean as they look in the magazines, you know what I'm saying? So I really want to, you know, get to that and push myself to do that. So my boy was like, yo, let's, let's do a show, you know? did like a really quick eight week prep didn't really expect nothing of it but i literally killed myself that prep i everything to a t you know ran myself into the ground um and ended up getting second you know so i was like wow like you know maybe i could really you know do something here you know and then that following year i think it was yeah 2014 that was actually my second show i had hit that year that okc show okay and um i had won a show previously i had gotten first and missed the overall right at the Previous show. Then I went there, won my class and missed the overall again. Right. And then I'm just like, you know, I, I think I even went to another Wichita show. I went to the show in Wichita and missed the overall there. So I just I was winning my class, but I wasn't winning the overall. So it was keeping me, you know, motivated like, man, I really got to, you know, got to get this. You know what I'm saying? One thing I really need. I was coaching myself, though, at oh, the time. I didn't know I didn't that. have a coach. Right. So I'm just doing this all myself in, in research. And everyone's like, yo, man, you look great, but you need to get a coach. Like you need someone to like look at you and, you know, give you a plan and, you know, all this. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, so I started uh, looking at Omar's athletes and I'm like, wow, you know, his, you know, his dudes always come in sliced, you know, always have the dope transformations. And then he actually started reaching out to me as I was posting. He'd be like, yo, looking sick or you know, yo, you know, pro to be, and I'm like, wow, you know, so, you know, I'm just coming up, you know, it's right. still a brand vision, 
you know, so I'm on cloud nine still, you know, came back that following year in 15. And that's when it really took off for me because I went pro that year. Uh, I had won my show at Junior USA's, missed the overall there. But that was probably one of my best looks, I still think, to date because I was so conditioned and full, even though I was only like 165. Right. But then grinded that year and got my pro card um, at Team USA's uh, a couple weeks later. So, right, yeah, it was a short was a short journey for me to go pro, but um, I was grinding the whole time, man. I was grinding the whole time. I mean, I always thought in the back of my head, like I think I'm gonna be able to do this. So, right, really was just pushing and putting all my eggs in one basket. You know what I'm saying? So you and you mentioned that you know you came up from an athletic background. Uh, oh, so yeah. you you were a track guy, right? Yeah, I was a big track guy, big big track guy. Um, I did wrestling, uh, and I also played. I played football uh, one year, my senior year. I played football, um, but yeah, big track guy. Track was probably my favorite sport, probably my best sport because I was fast, and that's right. why they're always on the football team. Like, dude, you need to just come out and return punts or something. <laughs> but, right. uh, but the the issue is, my mom thought I was too small, so that was right. another thing lifting you know she wouldn't let me play you know but uh yeah track was uh my sport I was very fast you know and you know sprinters in general usually you know just from sprinting alone you know you build a pretty aesthetic physique just from sprinting you know look at the the Olympic sprinters man they look ridiculous you know what I'm saying so uh yeah just uh just that man and I always be working you know hard in the off season, just even in track or I always had to be working towards something, you know what I mean? Whether it was track or wrestling, you know, and then when I graduated, when high school was done and, you know, I, you know, joined the military, joined the air force. I was like, man, I mean, I'm working out, but I mean, it's just like, I just need something to work towards. You know what I mean? I need something that I'm compete. I need to compete. You know what right. I mean? I need to go against someone. I always want to be the best, you know? So when I found this man, I was like, this is great, you know, because not only is it like bodybuilding, which I already like, um, you're competing against other people. You know what I mean? So it was like the best of both. You know what I'm saying? So I've loved it ever since, man. Um, I'm going to keep going for a while. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be like, even if I don't compete, like I'm always going to be bodybuilding. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, that's kind of how it started for me. You know, you so. I agree because I'm a very competitive person, as you probably know, and I went back and forth. But um, this was definitely my when I was competing and trying to get back my outlet of having that competitive energy, because I like once school ended and basketball was done, I had nothing else. It's like and I'm the type of person like I'll compete in anything like my wife. She say play a board game like it's going down. She just as competitive. as I am, too. So we'll go at it. So I agree, like just having. Being able to set a goal, things like that, and, like, go for it is, is great. So I understand that. But um, where did you, like, obviously, background, sports-wise, food, okay? One of the things I noticed about you, pretty good with your diet at all times. You do enjoy meals sometimes, but it's all, like, set plan, timing. Like, you do everything right. Did you start that with being a track athlete, or was it kind of oh, just dude, like? Honestly, it's funny you, you brought that up. It's funny you mentioned that because I think I was even more strict in myself back then. Really? Than I am now. I mean, dude, it was it was almost it was people would be like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, cause I would and people don't understand, man. Like they they look at me, they say genetics. Right. 
which probably true, but you know, I hate, I hate when people do that, even if it is true, because usually the people that it comes, look at the people that are saying that and who it's coming from, you know, right. it's like, you know, it, it, I don't even really get into that no more, but it's like, I was so regimented and disciplined back then when I was in high school and, and playing sports, man, like I was, I lived and breathed that shit. And when I say that, like I would go to the gym, you know, before school would start, I'd be in the weight room, you know, getting a few sets in, you know, go eat my breakfast. Then, you know, obviously classes start. I would pack my own lunch, bring my lunch up to the weight room. I'd be eating my lunch in between sets and, and still working out. Then, so that'd be session number two. Then I'd go do my sport, whether it be track, wrestling, football. Then after that, the coach would give me the keys to the weight room and be like, yeah, I know you're going to be the last one out. So, you know, just lock it up when you leave. It was that, it was like that, like, three times a day, like every single day, man, I was just always trying to be the best, you know? So, uh, and then it started paying off, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I'm a senior in high school on the football team. And I'm benching more than the whole offensive line. You know what I mean? Like right. people start noticing like, cause you know, I was always a small kid and that was another thing. I had no confidence, you know, uh, very, very self, uh, you know, I just wasn't confident in myself or how I looked, you know, very small kid, always getting picked on. So that was another thing that, you know, for mental health reasons, you know, to, to get into this, just lifting in general, you know, really helped me out a lot get me through a lot of things, you know? So, um, yeah, man, it started way back then, you know, I was always eating clean. I was sometimes it even like under eat, you know what I mean? I wouldn't eat enough, you know? So I was always a lean kid, but it just carried over, man. I was always like that. You know, people say like, you know, how do you say disciplined? I think it's just being consistent over time. Like, I'm like 29 now. So man, this started when I was 14, 15, right. this is years and years and years and years of work, man. That's just all it is. It might be genetics, but don't get me wrong, man. I've worked my ass off to get where I'm at. You know right. what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. You know? so, as far as growing up, like, because I remember, and I don't, if you don't want to get into this, we don't have to, but I remember seeing like a post you were adopted. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was given up for, yeah, I was, I was put into foster care at four months old. So I don't even oh. know my, okay. um, don't even know him, never met them. So when people say genetics, I'm like, you might be right, but I don't even know what my genetics are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, so, right, right. No idea where I get half of where I get from, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I got adopted when I was four years old. Um, I was actually raised by, uh, white people. Right. Okay. Know? That's what I thought. It, so, you know, take me, take it back to like, man, was that the mid nineties, 95, 94, that was really like, it was actually a process because it was frowned upon at the time, you know? Um, and you should have seen the stares that, you know, we get when you go in stores or anywhere else. And it, it was, it was bad. And then just even growing up, like going to, I know, I think, I think I saw you make a post going to like a primarily white school was, it, I don't want to say it was a problem for me, but it, it caused a lot of, issues with self-identity with myself you know what I'm saying so um you know because people you obviously you stick out like a sore thumb you know you're different already just based upon looks you know what I'm saying so um always trying to like fit in in a sense but then it's like um I don't know really how to describe it like so it's like you're trying to fit in but then it's like they're they're they'd ask questions like you know you know why don't you act like you know those other black people like on TV, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, it caused a lot. And I've, I've had done like a lot of reflection on this because I've had like a lot of issues. 
I dealt with some depression, you know, in my high school, everyone probably does, but it was pretty bad just with self-identity. Like, you know, who am I, like, what am I supposed to like, you know, live to be or live for, you know, type of thing. Like, so that's like why where lifting comes in was just such an outlet for me. Cause I just be able to go in there, throw the weights around and just feel such a sense of accomplishment and pride that no one could ever take away from me. You know what I'm saying? And once that started to happen and then people, you know, started giving me positive feedback back, like, wow, man, you're looking every year I'd come back, you know, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11, people would be like, wow, like you put on so much size, like you're so much faster. And I'm like, yeah, like now, like, you know, I'm getting that respect that I've been working and wanting towards, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, man, it was a, it was a battle growing up, man. It really, it really, really was. I don't speak on it too much. And I've been speaking on it a little bit more because I feel like the more I speak about it, uh, the better I, I, cause you don't want to not talk about things like that. Cause then you give it power, you know what I mean? And those, those problems can come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I think that, cause I grew up in a predominantly white area as well. Um, and I've dealt with the same thing you did. And it used to make me, it pissed me off. The, you don't do it. I would never talk to anyone about it neither. So right. who is talk to about it? I mean, right. I could talk to my parents about it, but how much are they really going to understand? No offense. No, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going? You right. know what I'm saying? And then my friends, like, I didn't really have how much I was talking to them about it. You know what I mean? Because they're right. the same people that are doing it to me. Right. The same, yeah. You know, and I've had conversations with those people, you know, recently, and they're like, wow, man, I didn't realize, you know, you know, that I was doing that to you or I was doing that. I'm sorry. You know, you know I'm like, you know, and I think that ties into like, you know, the big picture of America, you know, a lot of people just don't understand, you know, so me speaking about it, I feel like is helping a lot because maybe people can maybe understand, you know, half of what I dealt with a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was getting ready to say, like using your platform. It's a lot of people that just don't know where we're going through. So I've seen people even on Facebook. Obviously, the times we're in right now are crazy, but I've seen people that like I came up with or went to high school with going back and forth with somebody. And then I might interject or intervene and say something. And they're like, oh, well, I grew up with Julian. I didn't know he was going through this. Maybe this other person is correct. But it took me being like, no, nah, like this really happened. Y'all Y'all just don't see it. And you know who I am. You know me. And it's like the reality check hits. That, yeah. So that too, and I'm glad you even brought that up too, because um, that ties into, like, it became so normal for me back then. Like, I thought that's just how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? So it became so normal for me. And then when I actually got out into the real world and started growing up, like that wasn't normal how I was feeling or being treated. You know, that wasn't normal at all. And I'm like, and then I see this stuff happening recently. And I'm like, people are still saying stuff. And I'm like, nah, now I got to speak up because I've been right. quiet years. So now right. I'm going to keep, I don't care if people get tired of it or not. Right. Because now I see even myself, I kind of got like awoken, you know what I mean? Um, in a sense. To where I just thought like this was normal, normal things that, you know, people deal with. And really, it's not. It's not at all. And that's the problem. It's become so normal that people just think like they just, you know, sweep it under the curb. You know what I mean? And no, it's not. It's not. The crazy part is it's become so normal, like you said, but it's normal to black people dealing with these issues. They're like, ah, that's just life. And I remember like talking to somebody and I'm telling them like, you're right. This has become the norm, but that doesn't make it okay. And we're going to have kids and we're going to bring them into a country 
that we don't need to accept this as the norm because I don't want them to go through what I went through at school and dealing with professors and being targeted and the racism that I had to deal with. That's not okay to be like, oh, I fought through it. So you can too. No, like, why do you have to? If I fought through it, let's make a difference so they don't have to fight through it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's, I, a, great, that's a great point too. Like, I think at this point, people will, what's the solution? Man, it's gotten so, so far gone and there's so much divide. The only solution to me now is you have to teach the youth and raise the younger generation to not be like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, granted, there were some people, you know, I had some friends with some that had families that were very welcoming, you know, very, very, you know, um, welcoming, very kind. Um, but then, like you said, teachers, too. I had teachers that, you know, would put that, you know, people put this in your mind so much that it becomes your reality. Like, you know, you know, you're never going to go anywhere. You know, this is this is the future that you're probably going to have, you know. And I used to, like, literally think that stuff all like they say it so much that you just think it. And, and then now it's my reality. And now. I have no confidence in myself to even do something, you know? Right. So now like to where I'm at now, I'm, I'm looking back and I'm like, man, like I never would have thought like, you know, I'm way smarter than I thought I was, you know, they put it in my head that I probably wasn't, you know, and I'm in the military, you know, I be pro athlete, you know, I have so many things that I've accomplished and done. I've made it to Olympia. I went pro <laughs> like, I never would have even dreamed of if I just would have let what people were saying sit in my head and just roll with it. You know what I mean? So right. in a sense, that's why I've been trying to share on, on social media more. And I'm glad you're doing this is um, trying to use my platform to share what I've dealt with and what I've overcome. Cause at the end, that's what it is, is just overcoming adversity. Same thing with bodybuilding. That's why I love it so much. It's that's what it is, is overcoming adversity, you know, you run into like, you know, you're having a bad week of prep, you know, but, you know, bad day doesn't mean a bad life. You know what I mean? You know, right. keep pushing, you know what right. I mean? Pushing, right. pushing to the end, give it as much as you got. You know what I mean? Because I I swear, man, I've I went through some tough times mentally back then. And uh, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm, I can't believe I made it through that. Like, you know, um, so. I really try and push it out there, push the information like what you inspired me a lot on Facebook with what you were talking about and saying, you know, that I, you know, came out. And I was and you saw the backlash I was getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's exactly my point is you. St I still get backlash. And those for the same people that gave me problems growing up. You know right, what I mean? Right. It, it's crazy. It really is crazy, man. It's, it's crazy. Um, but it, it pushes me even more to, to prove to myself and prove to these people, you know, that, you know, how resilient I am and, you know, what it could take to overcome adversity. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Most definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So you, you're, you get through school, you're lifting, go to the military. So number one, thank you for your service. Like always, yeah. You know, yeah. I, we appreciate you for sacrificing and doing that for us, helping protect this country. But what made you make that decision? To go into the military because that's a, a, a big deal. That's a big so I've always, it is, and I've always wanted to do sports in college. That's all I cared about. I was going right. to run track at like a D two school. You right. know what I'm saying? That's all I cared about. I just wanted to keep competing. Like I wanted to. I I thought if I worked hard enough, I could like maybe get somewhere, you know, semi pro or have a shot somewhere at running because I was pretty fast, man. I was running like a four four forty. Um, and uh, I think it was a 10, 800 yard dash. 
So, um, and like, just real quick for you people, like, that's actually recorded. That's time. Yeah, that's yeah. real. Like, some of yeah, y'all yeah. get on here talk about y'all run four three. I went to school, y'all. Stop one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, so. Actually, it was actually like laser time too, though. That wasn't like stopwatch time. So that was accurate, accurate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cause I was quick. Come, that was my thing. Was my forty was my thing. Cause people would start to catch me at the hundred at the end of the race. Cause I'd start right. slowing. I was the fastest. My explosiveness was crazy. Right. Um, and the thing is too is I had some. I had okay coaches, but I feel like if I would have even had better coaches in high school, or I went to like a bigger high school, what I could have even done better and got looked at even more. But right, uh, for sure, to, for sure. Getting back to the military. Um, yeah, I joined the military because, you know. I, like I said, I was dealing with a lot and then I saw a lot of what my friends were doing and I kind of always want to do the opposite of what other people are doing. I want to do like people are going this way. I want to go that way, right. like and figure out a different way, you know. So it was kind of like on a whim, like, you know, you know, let me let me just join the military, um, get my college paid for as well. That was a big thing. I want to be in like student loan debt or anything like that. Because yeah, um, I, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did that and it actually ended up turning out really well for me. Um, made a lot of great, a lot of great people, had a lot of good conversations with some people really opened. I think number one, you know, I've been deployed three times, just, I've seen so much now and I've gotten so much better perspective and perception on life. Like I was actually talking to, to someone the other day and I'm like, yeah, I'm only 29 years old, but sometimes I feel like I'm like 50, just with the, what I've experienced and seen in my entire life, I've seen and experienced stuff that some people that are 50 years old have never right. lived experience. You know what I mean? So like, that's something that's huge for me. Like, I feel like I have a lot of perspective and perspective on life in general, you know, and that really does help my resiliency moving forward and stuff like that as well. So that's one thing big, the military has done for me. Um, Cause you see people from all different walks of life, you know right. what I'm saying? So and that's like another good thing. That's a big thing about coaching. I hate to get sidetracked about coaching in general is you got to know different people's personalities as a, as a, as a leader in general, you know, you got to know how to deal with certain people. You know, what I say to you, you might respond and, you know, take great. And what I, if I do that to someone else, they might, you know, get down on themselves and just, it might not work on them. You know what I mean? Right. That's people in general, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you got to really get to know, um, people in general and know how to approach certain things. And it's definitely helped with that as well, too. So I call that, because um, obviously I went to school like for education, so I had to learn yeah. it, but it's called emotional intelligence. Yes. Um, and I think that it, like you said, it's not just in a coaching situation. You can really use emotional intelligence on Facebook, if you're being honest. Yeah. Like, you got to look at the people that you're talking to, which I don't. <laughs> That's my vice. I just go at whoever anyway. But I know for a fact that if I was to recognize my emotional intelligence, like, meter and look at a person, there's certain people you know that I can joke with, ha, ha, he, he, and they not take it the wrong way. But it's certain people I know that that might be the wrong thing. Even in my marriage, my wife is not really the type to where I can roast her. Like I would yeah. do you and me, you know what I mean? But I'm so prone to do that, that I don't realize that's really hurting her feelings. Like she's not that type of person, but that's my EI being off. Like, so I agree, bro. If you, if you can master emotional intelligence, I think it's beneficial in coaching, job, Dude, every, every so much. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, that is a huge thing that I think people in general just lack these days. Right. And I don't know, I don't know where it's getting, the ball is getting dropped. I don't know what's to blame for it, but I've realized that myself reading a lot of books, um, you know, that is one thing I've really tried to, you know, do differently is um, I step back is now like, you know, in the military, I'm an E5. So I'm a supervisor, you know, I have a couple people under me. So I look at certain Grass people. On that. I know that's a big deal, man. So you have to be able to, like I said, certain approaches, certain leadership tactics work different on different people. And it might take a little bit to figure that out. You know what I mean? To bring the best out of them. You know what I'm saying? So that's good for you and it's good for them as well. You know what I mean? Right. So, So, um, okay. Looking at the military, one of the things that impresses me about you. So you are currently a student and what are you pursuing? So I'm, uh, just finishing up my degree in psychology. Right. And then I'm going to apply for PA school after that to be a physician assistant. Right. So I'm finishing up that. Um, I was active duty for six years and now I'm in the national guard. So, okay. but I'm okay. still full, I'm still full time. Right. And I'm getting ready to leave next month. I'm, I'm switching my career field because I'm a medic right now. It's called cardiopulmonary laboratory. Basically like, what would be a respiratory therapist on steroids in the military, like just everything, a lot of critical care, a lot of stuff like that. It's very, very long tech school. It's going to be like over a year and a half long. So um, I'm going to have that going on as well while I'm trying to get in shape. You know what I'm saying? Um, And you shows I'll be in San Antonio for, from March, uh, end of March to like end of August or something. Then I go elsewhere. But so the traveling, that's going to be pretty heavy academically. Um, so just trying to, like you said, I think you brought trying to balance everything, you know, and, and how to do that. It's been a battle for me because, you know, when I was younger organization and balance did not exist, man. It was just, it was all about football or all about track. And right. My grades were, you know, just enough to keep me eligible. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've gotten better at just prioritizing. It's like, sometimes like I'll, I'll have to, plan my week out in advance of what I'm going to do throughout the week, you know, and people are like, well, they always hit me up. Yo, can you do this? I'm like, well, I've already planned this. You have to tell me way more ahead of time. Like what really makes me mad is my, my one boy always be hit me up. He'll be like, Hey, I'm going to live in an hour. I'm like, I don't run my life like that, bro. Like I can't, I plan this stuff like in advance. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't live, I don't have that luxury. You know what I mean? So, uh, that is, yeah, been one big thing is being able to, you know, divide my time equally to be, you know, efficient and, and proficient in everything I'm doing, you know. So that's been one huge thing I've accomplished throughout the years, you know, on how to balance my time. Because, you know, in bodybuilding, it's very selfish sport. Yeah. Um, very selfish sport. So that's been an issue for me as well. It still is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is for everybody how to balance your time as to where, you know, it's not all about you, you know? And one big thing is like, um, you got to bring like, so like, you know, you're married, you know, um, obviously, you know, bodybuilding, you're going through prep, you know, it's all about you, you know, your, your cardio, your meals, your gym time, all your day revolves around that, you know? So the best thing you could do, you know, is try and like, you know, 
bring the people close to you into that as well. Like, so for instance, you know, if you're having, you know, a cheat meal or something like that, you know, have her join you on the cheat meal or something like that, or, you know, always turn, um, you know, you could turn, you, you want to bring those people into that world as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like help understand it as well. If they don't, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's a very misconstrued and mis it's very misconcepted by a lot of people. Right. All the time. Yeah. You know, so um, that's where it comes back to just helping people get to understand, you know, right. You know, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm going through, you know, just telling them what's on your mind, you know, cause you got a thousand different thoughts going through your mind when you're on prep and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but, uh, the balance, it's a very, very, very hard thing to do. Um, I'm not sure, um, everyone, I don't, I'm not sure if I have a great piece of advice on how to properly balance your life between like, if you, you know, you're competing bodybuilding in your career. Um, I've kind of got my own way of doing it. Um, you got to kind of figure out your own niche, but like I said, planning your weeks out or days out in advance would really help, you know? I think what you said is what you said is important though, as far as efficiency, like I would argue a lot of people lack efficiency. I lack efficiency because planning out a week is not easy. No, it's not all. And so in order to have the time to sit down and do that, like that's just time to, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, to have the time to not only do that but do it accurately to where you are working efficiently is a skill like that's something that you've acquired that some a lot of people need to get because i know even for me like it's getting better since i started this you there there we go um so it's getting better since i started this um as far as like now i have a calendar I'm, I'm putting these assignments here. So I'm knowing that, okay, I know that I have somebody that I might be talking to at two. I probably need to eat at one. You know what I mean? Like I make sure that everything's cut. So I'm, I'm getting better at it, but I would argue that that lack of inefficiency or lack of being efficient has been a problem for me and caused me not to be as successful in everything. Bodybuilding. Yeah. Work, sure. yeah. Every, Cause I like, I'm just not efficient with my time. Even like, talking to people it's like man i don't have time to meal prep i don't have time to do this i'm like but you just watched empire for an hour and a half like are you really sure that you're really using all the time you have as efficiently as possible and i'm like oh i didn't think about it but yeah that's a problem (laughs) and that that even gets back to prioritizing you know what's important to you what's not you know make that priority list where what falls where you got to figure that out and then you got to figure out, you know, how much time you need to allot to each or how much you want to allot to each. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So that thing too, you know, so I have, you know, a priority list in my head. I know how much time I want to put to each, you know, so I could kind of plan everything out in my head, but I still write a lot of things out, you know, cause like I said, organization was just terrible and time management in general was just terrible for me when I'm younger. It's so an issue that I'm working on, but I'm getting better at, you know what I mean? So um, just a lot of stuff that's helped me is like writing stuff down. I mean, I hate, I hate doing this mini school stuff, like writing stuff down or making notes and stuff on my calendar. I hate doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like, but it's helped a lot just to see. And then I'm able to see like how well I am using my time. Am I being proficient or am I being lazy? Right. Am I 
making up excuses now or do I actually have time to put the work forth to this? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like you good. just in a sport or you apply that to any aspect of your life, you know, um, your job, your work, your, you know, relationship, you know, your, you know, bodybuilding, whatever, whatever you're doing, you, you know, you could apply that to, you know, right. if you're having oh. it, you, the biggest thing is you gotta be able to take a step back, which I don't think people do is if there's a problem, take a step back, realize that there's a problem, identify it and be like, what could I do and start, you know, planning? What steps could I do to start improving this? What could I do? What What's in my control that I can change right now? You know what I'm saying? Bro, I, I tell people this all the time. When you're able to acquire the ability to be authentic with yourself and self-reflect and self-analyze, you have just leveled up. Yes. It's so hard to look in the mirror and be like, like, even for me, I personally, competing-wise, feel like i should have been a pro three or four years ago you definitely should have been man i, I look at your pictures and i'm like dude yeah you definitely should have been for so sure i look in the mirror and it's so hard to be like you're the reason it's not a yeah. coach it's not that you moved and you were your, like i made all these excuses in the world of why this wasn't happening but at the end of the day i wasn't controlling what i could control but looking in the mm -hmm. mirror and telling yourself that is heartbreaking when you gotta be real with yourself so I feel you, man, like being able to self-reflect and analyze a problem, I'm not being efficient. Why am I not being efficient? Oh, right here, I was doing this when I could have been doing this. So, so that was well. Actually, going back a little bit, so that, that actually caused even more problems for me. So, you know, like I told you all I was dealing with in high school and growing up, you know, once I started to become the popular guy, you know, started getting good at sports, started getting big, strong, you know, I started gaining, you know, attention and stuff like that. So... That was cool. Um, it was always funny, too. Uh, I feel like I could fit, like, my ability to try and fit in. I could, like, go sit with the jocks, but then I can go sit with the, you know, the nerdy people, or I can go sit with this group. And I can kind of, like, I was kind of friends or kind of somewhat on some sort of friendship with all of them, you know what I'm saying? So I actually took pride in that a lot, you know, because and I still try and do that, you know what I'm saying? I still try and, you know, relate to each group of people, whether, you know, whether or not it relates to me as much as it does to them, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but even so when I joined the military, I went right back to square one. Nobody knew who I was. No one gave a fuck if uh, I, you know, was the fastest kid and one of the fastest kids in the state. No one cares. No one knows, you know what right. I mean? So back to square one again. So I'm like, damn, fell right back into that hole again of, you know, getting depressed, getting down on myself. And I'm like, this sucks. You know, I'm not one to like, go out and, and quote unquote make friends you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not that type of person man you know i see how i i take a step what i do is i'm i'm, a, I'm an observer i step back and watch people i watch what they say i watch how they move you know what i mean and then i decide whether i not i want them you know in my circle even to be around me at all you know what i'm saying so i fell right back into that hole and then um that like you just said self-reflecting and self-analyzing i think it was when it really started to hit me, I was like 23 and like, I just did a lot of self-reflecting, a lot of analyzing. And I think what it comes down to is spending time alone as well. You know, people are scared to be alone because what happens when you're alone? What do you start to think about? You think about your problems, right? You think about what's going wrong in your life, right? And then you have to face them. You have nowhere to run, nowhere to distract yourself. It's just there, you know, and you have to face it, you know? So I purposely would 
spend time alone, you know, go work out late at night, you know, you know, be, that's how I got through a lot of things, you know, self-reflect, self-analyze, realize that there's a problem. How could I fix it? How could I make it better? You know, it took a lot of time, you know, to do that, to get to where I'm at right now, because shoot, like even five, six years ago, I was nowhere close to where I'm at now, you know, but it, like you said, that self-analyzing, self-reflecting, people are scared to be alone, but I always tell people, you know, spend some time alone, get to know yourself. I had to even get to know myself and who I was, you know, I thought I did, but I didn't, you know what I mean? And I'm still, I, I still do it like today. Like I think back on stuff I was doing years ago and I'm like, you know what? I'm still getting to know myself as a person better and better every day. You know what I'm saying? You say that because I, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm, I'm 31. So I'm a couple years older than you. And I done told people several times, like I'm still finding myself at 31 because I was like that. Like, yeah, I was an athlete, but like I'm different. Like you see from my I'm a black dude. One day I might be listening to the pot. The next day I might be listening to NSYNC. I watch anime. Yo, I me too. Play. No you shit. know what I mean? Like it's all over the place. And I, I feel like that's me finding myself because that's just who I am. Now I'm comfortable with that, but it took a while. When you talk about mental health, though, it's interesting that you bring it up because, and I'm gonna stray off into this for a little bit um black men and mental health is like this this issue that we don't want to discuss or we don't want to seek counsel for or it's we don't want to it's the stigma dude yeah and um, put on you yeah, so like it it's, it's interesting that you say that and i think it's good for people to hear it i've shared my story a little bit too because i dealt with some depression recently actually last year um and i just think a lot of like you said, at this time, like black men need to feel okay with understanding that, yeah, we are like we're we're dealing with the same issues. We go through the same stuff and we're addressing those things. Um, so in your in your situation, obviously, like you said, you sit there, you're working on your mental health, you're self-reflecting, you're analyzing, understanding issues. Did you have anybody to talk to at that time? Was there ever a time that you had anyone to talk so to? And if you didn't like, yeah, I started, yeah, I had a few people and there's definitely one person that pops out in my mind. His name is uh, Marlon Lancaster. I remember we were out on a deployment and we would talk all the time because, you know, he was dealing with stuff. I was dealing with stuff. Just talk all the time. You know, and he's older. He's like uh, he's in his uh, late 30s. So he was a great person. Great person to talk to. Love that dude, man. Great person to talk to. Um, I had him and um, one other individual, but it's really hard especially coming from where I've come from, dude, it's hard for people to relate or understand what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Especially if uh, you're not like a black male, right. you know, in general, you know, so um, you really do have to find those people to talk to because you never want to deal with stuff on your own. You know, you don't want to feel isolated either, you know, but right. I'm a prideful person in general too, you know, when it comes from sports, you know, I always want to try and figure it out myself. I don't need right. no help. I'll do this right. myself. Always been like that. I come to the realization that that's not, it doesn't have to be like that. You know what I mean? It's okay to go to someone to talk to for help. You know, and I, I always used to be so ashamed when I have to go do it, you know, but I'd be at a breaking point where I had no other choice. You know, I remember the, the one time like I was like almost breaking down, you know, opening up to, uh, uh him the one day and i'm just like you know but then after you're done you're like you feel better but it's like society has put this like 
stigma or like, you know, on, on black men in, in general to whereas like, you know, you need to be strong, you know, you need to be this, you need to be that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't talk that way, you shouldn't act like that, you know, it's just crazy, man, it really is, and it wears on you, it wears on you a lot, and I've seen it, you know, and, um, you know, because one of my brothers, you know, he, he lives in, you know, Philadelphia, and like, you know, I see what he deals with, and, and not everyone sees that, you know what I mean, I wish I wish there was a way that people could like see this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so like you said before, the only way, you know, to do is talk to people and, you know, you, there's some people you waste your, you know, you put your time forth and then there's some people where, you know, you just don't even bother wasting your time. I could pick those people out pretty easily. Now, if you don't right. want to have a conversation, I could figure that out pretty easily. We'll just keep it moving. I right. won't even waste my time, but yeah, just turn to someone to have someone to talk to. Yeah. I only had a few people but it was enough to help me get through it. Um, I dealt with a lot of stuff alone though, for sure. I dealt with a lot of stuff on my own. A lot of stuff was me reading or, you know, just, just being alone and self-reflecting. But um, yeah, I definitely recommend for other people though, to try and find someone to talk to because it, it just helps much more than, you know, dealing with stuff by yourself. Swallowing my pride and, and doing that was a, a big issue, but it's helped a lot. For sure. So now we, we we talked about that. Let's get back to fitness. Uh, yeah. Not that I'm just like nonchalant, like okay, but no, that was a good conversation. Like, and I appreciate yeah. you being vulnerable at the time to share that. Because there's going to be somebody, yeah. like I told them, I I had somebody share on their story uh, with Liz the last time, where she shared about her eating disorder, and that person really like connected with that. And for me, that one person's enough. So somebody's going to connect with what you just talked about. If it's one, two, whoever, like I know they will, so I appreciate that. But men's physique, you are a IFBB pro, you are an Olympian, you won a show. I've been a fan of yours and your physique for a minute. Um, where do you see the division going? What 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 direction do you see? It Oof, that's a good question, man. Because I've been talking to my my homeboy about this for a minute, man. So you so you've been following the sport since it began too. Um, yeah, I like where it started. I liked some of the people that were on top of their game back at the time. Like I was a big fan of, I'm a, I liked Buendia, um, great physique. Uh, Sadiq was cool, great personality, good ambassador, but you know, he's kind of gotten phased out, you know, um, it's, it's hard to tell at this point, you know, cause like you just said, the physiques that they go for at certain shows, you're like, what really are they going for? Right. Um, it's really, really hard to tell. And physique is just the most unique category, in my opinion, in the whole IVV because there's no set standard, really. Right. You know what I'm saying? No clear set standard where bodybuilding, there's a set standard. Bikini, there's a set standard. Figure, you could tell who's, it's easy to tell. But when you put physique guys together, you got like so many different types of physiques. And it's like, that's why it's hard, you know, and it's hard for judges too, man. You know, it's like, what if one judge likes this guy, but the other judge likes this guy? So are you going off personal preference or are you judging off of a, like a standard or like a, what, you, like there has to be a certain set. We're looking for this, 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 and this, and everyone's got to be on the same page. Right. Otherwise it's just going to be like, well, who's your favorite. Right. And that seems like his, it not happens all the time, but it happens here and there. And I see it. You know, but it's gotten so deep, you know, and the progression of the sport has grown so quickly. Um, 
like, for example, take basketball, for example, look at the progression of basketball just in the last 20 years. Look how right. much, look at the athletes, like the amount of quality athletes, you know, I'm a big Jordan fan, but, you know, put him in today's league. Would he really be as good as right. he was? Then? I don't know. Right. I would want to say, yeah, but it's like, man, just the quality of athletes is just all over the place, man. Right. That same thing with just Jordan, though, like, because I think Jordan probably would be okay because he was so far ahead coming up. Like, Jordan was ahead of everybody in those late 80s, early 90s. But I just look at other guys, this quote-unquote, like, superstars of the era back then. Do you make it in this league now when there's seven-foot Kevin Durant's and Giannis's that are dribbling, doing everything? I don't Shooting know. Threes. Yeah. Threes. Dribbling the ball like Handling the ball like Anthony Davis can handle the ball. I just don't right. see it. I don't know. I don't so I agree. Like that, like, like you said, that evolution is, is crazy. It, it is. And look at physique in just the past five years, man. It's even crazier. Right. You know, you're getting all these quality athletes and physiques, but it's like, so you have the people that were on top of their game back six, seven years ago. Some of them are starting to get phased out. Some of them are still staying on top, like Dre, right. Brandon. Uh, Ray has come up, obviously. Chiron has come up, but I just want to see um, like that set standard across the board. Uh, I'm not sure where I see the division going. Hopefully, I don't think I don't like to say I don't think the division is getting too big, but there are some guys that look too big just because their their proportions are just off. You know, like Dre says all the time. You know. He's big, but his he can be big because he looks good big still. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. For so, sure. So, like, be big as long as you look good. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. If it for looks sure. good, it looks good. You know what I mean? For sure. So, so, okay, so two questions. You answered either two. I'm about to put you on the spot for one. The other one is just a regular question. So, uh, this is the regular question. Knowing how judging is right now, and they're not being a standard, is your goal just to be, I'm bringing my best and I'm getting on stage, my best look, or are you trying to cater to judges and bring a look that they think that they'll like? And my second question, should men's physique be making more money? So first question, great question. Um, so I used to get feedback from judges and they'd give me feedback and I would follow it. But then I'd be, working out a certain way and I wouldn't really be enjoying how I'm working out as much. So then my preps would suffer. And then I just get mentally into this kind of like, I'm just kind of going through the motions type thing. Um, so for me, I feel like I'm just going to bring a physique that I like, I don't give a shit what the judges want. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, at the end of the day, if you really want to, you know, have fun doing this, cause that's what it is, you know, it should be fun bring a physique or something that you're happy with. It, it sounds dumb, but in a way it's like, if you don't, you're not going to enjoy the process, you know, cause I've been there and there's been plenty of press where I've just not enjoyed the process at all. Getting back to that last year was loving the process and look what happened to my physique, bringing a, a great physique, you know, cause I wasn't catering to what, what they want. I was just trying to bring the best out of myself that I thought that I thought was the best. So to me, it just makes the process more enjoyable, which will make you be more successful. So that's, that's the route I would go. Um, if I, that would be my advice to any competitor too, you know, um, don't always cater to what, let me take it, take it into consideration. 
Right. But don't always cater to what they want. You know, at the end of the day, this is your game. This is your thing. Have fun with it and make yourself, you know, happy. Um, second question. Yes, we definitely should do. This is ridiculous. Um, honestly, if, if, if I'm speaking the truth, um, Speaking. Look, who, <laughs> that's what we like here. Speak the truth, man. Yo, it's like this is this thing that gets me all the time. I'm like, I'm looking at it like we should. Who's on the cover, like of all these magazines? You know what I mean? Who's right. you know? What can people relate to the most? Like, if you know, you have a seven year old kid look at like you know, you know, a bodybuilder. He's gonna be like, uh. But he looks at like a physique. Guy. I was like, wow, he looks good. I want to look like that. I mean, that that's how. I was looking at these guys when I was growing up. Right. I'm pretty sure. You know, it's more relatable. Like you could be an athlete and then be a physique guy too. Like, like George Brown, you know, big athletic background, you know, look at that's more relatable. It's more like, it's more functional. Well, heck, even yeah. Raymond played D one basketball at Penn state. I don't think a lot of people knew that, but like he was, that's, I, I didn't even know that, but I yeah. think he's a ball. He's a baller. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, like I said, it's more, I talked to Chase about it uh, a little bit. It's just more functional. Like you, I want to be able, I want to be the guy to still be able to sprint. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to still bench a lot, you know, and do that. I couldn't do that if I was a bodybuilder or a classic guy, probably. You know what I mean? It's just more longevity wise, like, you know, going into the, you know, the later years of your life. I feel like this is a definitely a more, um, it's, it's definitely more appeasable. Uh, division, but we definitely we sell. I mean, look at the our followers on IG compared to some of these bodybuilders, like some of the top physique guys. You know what I mean? Like it just. I don't know. I don't know why we aren't. I don't know what the reason is. Um, it doesn't make sense to me at all. I I'm actually like kind of just blown away that that they haven't done anything about it. You know, we're the ones. I mean, dark sport is all physique guys basically. You know, you look at VQ, all physique guys, you know, all these companies, dude, are like mostly physique guys. And that's just facts. You know, that's what right. it is. So we're bringing all this revenue into these companies, but we're not getting anything out of it. Right. You know, it's like at least cater to your athletes or help us out. Help us help you. Right. Because in the end, like, dude, you you know how much money a prep costs. I don't care about a two grand check. That doesn't do nothing for me. So a couple of things. Let me ask this first. Well, before I do that, I'm about to share my screen. Um, I just want y'all to understand. Can you see that? Yeah. That's the YouTube, right? Hold on. That's wrong screen. <laughs> Hold on. Is this you on there? Yeah. Okay. I just want people who are watching. This is what we're talking about. Like, that looks crazy, bro. And what's funny about that is I was actually kind of flat. I was really flat there because that was before my refeed. Right. So I actually fasted. That was first thing in the morning. But yeah, I was, I was on point, man. I actually feel like that was more of one of your fuller look, even though, like you said, you're flat. When you did carve up, and I'll show them a picture of that, like that's the fullest I've seen you as well. Um, Even this is one of my favorite pictures you posted. Like, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, that was I had like 500 grams of carbs that day, dude. I was I was full as hell. Bro, so yeah. like this and that, is just, that was like go ahead. That was hella far out. That was that picture that video that you showed, that was like six weeks out. So yeah, on the right, that was me way fuller. Yeah, you can tell, like you're thicker, your chest is bigger. 
Uh, shoulders are bigger, but you still got the small waist. You're still crazy ass shredded. Like, yeah, man, this is this was a good look for you. I was hoping you brought it to the stage. Like I said, I'm a fan. I'm really excited too because I was gonna go. I was gonna hit that Tampa Pro that you know Dre was in. My client was actually in as well. Um, enlightened, lighten. That um, dude, bro. I'm. I might need to get him on this, but that dude is hilarious. <laughs> Yo, like, man, I. <laughs> bro, I watched him last year. Like, I'm like, yo, this dude is – he don't care. He hilarious. But he looks good. Like, on top of that, he looks good. But it's – it's that's what I'm saying. It's entertaining. You know what I mean? We have the personalities as well. You know yes, what I'm saying? 100%. Just, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I really don't. They really need to do something about that. Like, that's that's number one. They need to right. fix that. That's not right. fair to – as athletes, you know what I mean? I feel like we're just getting kicked to the curb when it comes to that. Because we're like the lowest making division there is. Yeah, literally. You know? Like, Bikini it, makes it, more now, too. It really does not make any sense at all. There's no excuse for it. They need to fix that. Like, that's not so, – they need to roll, need to roll different. I talked to this about somebody and my, my thought process possibly. This isn't necessarily me giving an excuse for it. Because I'm a mentally league guy myself, so I want to see the division evolve, too. Do you think the lack of actual human presence at certain events causes this? So, like, you're not really seeing men's physique guys go out to the like seminars as much or to the expo. Granted, we just had a terrible year for doing that, but like going and speaking. Like I remember when Brandon won, his first thing was I'm going to China. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? I'm going to show everybody in China, talk to people over there. And a lot of Olympia winners do that as well, where no shot at him. But when Dia wasn't really doing that as a champion, he was winning and like going home and working on business and stuff and not the promotion of the sport really was coming from the athletes that weren't Olympia winners. It was the guys yeah. like Dre and George that were competing and competing and competing. So do you think that possibly a change in approach from an Olympia winner might help spread the sport more to where they would want to pay more? I think it would. I, th I think, I think if they, like you said, like how Brandon went to China and then he went to, he went on that, that kind of like tangent after he was done with the Olympia that helped. I think that definitely helped. It helped him. Right. Helped the sport in the division as well. Like, that's great. Like, you know, connect with, you know, different countries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, when Dia started doing that towards the end of his career, but he should have been doing that a while ago. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? um, Brandon was really, really great at that. I feel like they definitely need to start doing that more. The athletes in general need to start doing that more for sure. Because he's Brandon. I mean, other than him, who else does that, though? No. That's what I'm saying. So like it's, like, it's easy to sit back on social media and just do social media stuff. And I get that. But like the actual presence of a men's physique athlete going to, you see these bodybuilders, they're in India and pack, you know, they're in all these places spreading the sport. And I don't see men's physique guys doing it, even in America, doing that as much. Now, I don't know if there's a lack of want from them, which I don't think that's the case. Cause I've, Every expo I've been to, if a men's physique guy is there, it's loaded. Like, people want to talk to him. But it's just something like there's a dead spot, I feel like, where the the division is growing, but, like, the athletes aren't going out of their way right now to create that foundation to make more money, kind of, even though it's yeah. deserved anyway. Like, Yeah, no, you're definitely, you're definitely right. I think that would – I think that would be huge, actually. I feel like getting back again, like, to the NBA, remember when Jordan and and you know the, the, they were traveling to different countries playing exhibition games? Look how look what that did for the sport. 
right you know or look what it would do for any sport in general you know we need to definitely do that as a division in, in our competitors it would only benefit the division and benefit them as well you know right. grow their you know you know their fan base their social media following that way and connect with different people you know what i'm saying yeah i think that would i didn't even really think about that to be honest but that is a good um a very great point i think that's a that'd be a huge thing moving forward and maybe possibly getting more revenue i mean again that's giving more revenue for the division which they should give back to us in some certain way as well. You know right. what I mean? Most definitely. Most definitely. Cause yeah. I even, I came up with the idea too. I don't understand some of these, these shows, like you're seeing these guys, Miss physique, amateur wise, it would be like hundred dudes at the show, like competing. And I'm like, but we still got to pay entrance fees to compete. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, why not as a promoter, you remember in high school, elementary school, we had the Sonic carts. Yeah photos for like fundraisers or you do the cookie i'm like why not give us a handful of tickets and say if you can sell these that's your interest fee i feel like the npc is so far behind on some of these things the way that they can take care of their yeah, athletes that's a good point too that'd be great and you know i feel like i would be all about that because i'd be i mean being in the military i have i have such a broad you know not maybe, maybe not so much on instagram but on like facebook just people in general right that i with just different I could push this out to so many different people, you know what right. I mean? And get other people involved. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, that would be great. I think, um, I don't know. They, they need, definitely need to do something that those are two really great points that I've never even thought of. So, um, yeah, that would be great. Like just even doing that. So, yeah. um, last question, bro. Future show plans. I know we in a bad year, kind of. We're still getting out of it. We talked a little bit about it prior to starting this, but what's your plans this year? Plans as far as – I definitely – so there's some shows in Texas, which I'm going to be in Texas. Um, oh, the San Antonio I might, Dude, I might drop – yeah, yeah. So uh, I love I love it down there. You know, a lot of competitors down there and stuff. Um, I always want to go to where the competition, I'm not ducking no competition. So, so here's the way I look at it. I'll get into this really quick. Um, I had someone message me. They're like one of, uh, an amateur guy. He was like, um, Hey, uh, some dude says you go compete over here because it's, it's, it's less stacked. And I'm like, okay. So if you do that and you win, would you feel, how would you feel beating a bunch of scrubs as you would, unless you, you know, you, you lost to some, you know, really dope guys. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm the type of person. I don't want to be at Olympia if I'm there for a participation trophy. I'm not going there just to be there. You know what I'm saying? I want to do well. So last, I was at Olympia. I didn't do too well. You know, my first Olympia, whatever. I was happy to make it. Next time, no, I'm not going there just to go for the ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I want to do well. So if I'm not, I'm not like going to pick my shows so, so, so strategically as to where I'm going for points. Like, I'll just go wherever. Right. You know what I mean? Right, at right, the end right. Of the day, if I can't beat, well, why do I deserve to be at Olympia if I can't beat these people during the regular season? Right. No, that makes you know what I'm saying? Though. That makes sense. Though. So, I mean, some people just want to be there. That's cool. That's not me. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like I have a, a potential to be in that top ten, to be a strong top ten if I'm maxed out completely. Um, and people could say what they want about politics. If your physique is lights out. 
and you stand next to someone, your lights out that much better. It's going to, you're, you're going to beat them. You know what I mean? You're going to do well, you know, obviously, you know, the OGs in the sport definitely have a little bit more pool probably when it comes to certain shows, because, you know, they're going to get the look they deserve. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. You know, right. that's the game, you know right. what I mean? And at all, that's, that's just the way it is. Right. You know, if Dre's in the show, obviously they're going to look at him. He's going to get the best look at everybody. You know what I mean? Right. So he deserves it. You know what I right. mean, but if you can come out lights better than him, you just, you saw it at Olympia. Mm-hmm. Look what happened. You know what I mean? Nobody expected And that. I feel like that, nobody, but I feel like that opens the door to people to realize like, wow, like maybe some people are beatable. You just have to really bring it. And right. maybe you might have to catch them slipping. You might have to catch them slipping. So I'm looking at, I definitely want to hit the show early. I was looking at, um, there's some, the Europas I think are coming back as well. I think the Dallas Europa is coming back. I really like that it show. It is. Um, I know somebody planning on doing that, I think. The Dallas Europa. Is it? Yeah, so I de- definitely would be interested in that. I love Dallas. So I'm going to slide into one of those, but I want to go to some big shows. Like, I, I want to go to the Tier 1 shows. At this point in my career, man, especially like I told you, I don't think like I've maxed out my physique to where it needs to be. It was really getting there last prep. Yeah. And even I, like even back when you showed me those videos, like, man, I was getting there, you know, um, I really want to see where I stand next to someone like maybe like Dre or, or like Chiron or something like that. And then go from there, you know? Right. And I think, like you said, dudes aren't, they don't look at themselves in the mirror and give themselves an honest look. Like I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, you look like shit. You have shit you need to work on. People don't do that. You know what and I mean? They're too busy they, with the yes man around the camp. That now I'm going to tell you the truth. That hurt me. Um, yeah, I did start looking good and I start, but it was everybody, mom, friends, man, you look awesome. I'm like, man, you're right. Yeah, I can chill out. I ain't got to go as hard. Like, I look good. That really messed me up mentally, bro. So, yeah, yeah you're right dude. on that. Yeah, you can't be wrong. I mean, you're going to have those yes people, you know, especially people close to you. They're not going to tell you look bad. You know what I'm right. saying? That's why it's good. I have my, 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 my boy, my coach, Brandon. Uh, he coaches me um, and, you know, he tells me, you know, you're off, you know, he makes me send him this long check-in of like how my week went, you know, um, if I need a rest day, I take it, you know what I mean? But no, nah, man, you have to have those people that tell you, yo, you look like shit. Omar does I, it all the time. Bro, you do it to me. I would appreciate when you do it to me. Like, especially last year, like I said, I still got work to do, but at one point I was like two seven. Like, mm. I was bad. I was out of it. I remember you being like, bro, you fat. Like, not that that's the best way. You can deliver that to me because you know how I am. But, like, you saying that did wake me up. Like, dude, I really need to, like, get it together. Like, it, I didn't take it as you being like, you're, you're, you're just like, bro, like, you're getting big. Like, you need to relax. Do something. Stop yeah. posting throwback pictures all the damn time. And I'm like, bro, he I, really, I that too. That too. really <laughs> calling me on my stuff, bro, because I was. I was, like, living in three years ago because I look huge and I'm like, so, I'm just going to keep posting this. But that's it. Getting into it real quick. That's, a, that's the problem with physique and the, what you said, the direction it's going. Everyone is looking like, Oh, like I talked to uh, my boy jet uh, the other day. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to put on more weight and try to get up to 210. I'm like, why? I'm like the last package you just brought almost flawless. You just need to come in a little bit sharper, put, put on a little bit more muscle. I don't think getting bigger everywhere was necessarily the thing you had to do right and i feel like if someone doesn't do well that's their that's their main go-to i gotta get bigger 
Right. Maybe you just need to get your shoulders a little bit big, bigger and then bring your chest down a little bit and maybe, maybe be the same weight you were on stage. Right. You know, reshape your physique, not just get fucking bigger. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. that's not always the answer. And I feel like that is the reason why you're seeing a lot of these guys come in, like, just unproportionately big because they think the answer is just get bigger because Dre's bigger. Well, no, maybe the answer is just you just need to bring your chest out a little bit more and bring some other body parts back. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, I feel so, that. I and yeah. it's weird. It's, it's funny you say that because I was actually talking to Ryan the other day, and I was just like, and and I'm not saying this to sound like I'm a cocky person or anything like that, but I'm just like, yo, what do you think I need to like improve on, physique wise? And he was like, honestly, nothing. We just need to get you shredded. He's like, it's nothing about your body that's unproportioned right now for me to be like, go do chest three times a week, like just get your weight down so we will be all right. So I agree with you because at my point, I always thought I need to be hitting my chest. I need to be hitting my chest. I took a couple of pictures and I'm like, well, not, not anymore. Not like that, what I was doing. And so it was like, but when I did feel like my chest was my weakness, like you said, my approach was okay. I need to hit upper chest by itself at least once a week to really focus on bringing that out. And then I hit a regular chest day to try to address that weakness. That was it. Like nothing else is pretty simple, kind of like you're saying. So, yeah, I do agree because the first thing I hear is a person say, I need to get bigger. I need to be fuller. I mean, I was flat. Like, bro, everybody, y'all, all, all y'all talk about being flat. I don't see the difference. I see the difference in your picture when you're like, yeah, this is side by side. This is me, 500, 500 grams of carbs. Most people talk about being flat. I'm like, yo, you look the exact same. Like nothing changed. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's like a scapegoat. It's like a, you know what I mean? Whatever. You know, I see, like I said, I, I see what people say and I'm looking at them and I'm like, yeah, you're, that's not it, man. That, that wasn't that. <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't it. But if that, if that's what, like I said, if that's what, if you need to tell yourself that kind of stuff to make it okay, that's exactly why you're not going to be where you want to be. You know, right. I'm the first person to be real with myself. And like, if I get beat, I'm like, yo, I got beat. I got destroyed. I'm going to move on to the next one. Like, that's just, I don't know why people feel the need to come out and like make say something or make some sort of excuse to as to why they didn't do good. Like, even if there's something going on in my prep that was preventing me from being at my best, I'll never come out and say that. Right. And I'll just keep that to myself. Like right. that people don't need to hear that, nor, nor do they really care. Right. I mean, they just care what you look like on stage yeah. and if you executed it or not, that's it. That's just how it is, you know? And Real quick, too, I feel like, well, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think about some of the men's physique posing nowadays? Oh, man. So I love posing. Like, I love our division. So we both know that. Um, the first thing I want to say, guys, stop getting on stage and doing these damn bodybuilding poses. I'm getting sick of that. Like, bro, that I, I watched Olympia dude turn around and hit like a back double. Like, bro, that's not yeah. our division. Like, so stop doing that. Um, but I think that you can look at certain guys on stage and see who is really practicing their posing and really looking to make their illusion better. And some people that aren't, I would argue that I love his physique. Chiron still needs to improve his posing because he yeah. messes himself up a lot in that area. Um, he's very like mechanical. So like when he hits his transitions, it's like this and it doesn't flow. And then also like, he's not, he doesn't hold as long as he should. So I think if he was to get that, it might make him move up a spot or two. Um, but for the most part, like, I like 
where the posing is going in our division, but that whole bringing the bodybuilding crap in and, and, and hit the side chest and, and it, like that's got to stop, bro. It looks stupid. Like I don't like it. It's not men's physique. Go to classic. Well, like you just said, the illusion of making yourself look better than somebody else. So I always tell people this too when I'm teaching posing and stuff. I'm like, someone can look better than you physique wise, but if they can't pose and present themselves to look good and you can present yourself to hide your weaknesses and show your strong points and they can't do that, you're going to beat them. Even though they might have a better physique just because they cannot present it the way they need to. Chula, the the dude from Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, your physique is incredible. You can stand with anybody. He poses horribly. It's yeah. frustrating. I'm like, yo, you should be a top seven, top eight, top six, fight for top five guy. But you're you're going on there. You're trying to do the Dre pose, which another thing, y'all got to leave that alone if y'all can't hit it. I'm tired I of really, that. Yeah, for the life, <laughs> you I'm look terrible. That. Don't do that pose. That pose is probably the worst pose for you to do. Yeah, bro. But it's, but, I mean, people, it, it even like, and I, George, everybody was hitting the X. Which I get, that's a little bit better, but like it's a trend following type thing with posing. So now everybody wants to hit that front pose, and you shouldn't be doing it. And he does it, and it doesn't look as good on him. His back pose ain't great either. So like I feel like he legitimately drops himself in spots because he cannot present his body the right way. And in our division, any division, it's it, it's important, but our division, that's two or three spots easy if you're not posing the right way. I would even say one of Popman's biggest improvement was his posing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, dude, you're definitely right about that. That's one thing I definitely noticed. Definitely maybe a little bit physique, but not even so much physique because he was really the same weight he always yeah. is. It was just the way he was standing at certain angles. There's certain right. angles that he could hit, and it's just physique looks 10 times better. Yeah, bro. You know? and he, and he, <laughs> so you see it. People get it. Um, some people don't. Some people do no, have some people physiques that oh, like yeah. Okay, I guess you can pose that way, get away with it, cool. But yeah, I think that posing is important, and I think that it separates our division a little bit with the way we pose. And I personally say, like, if you're not practicing it and and you get docked for it, that's your fault. But I think you should get docked for it. I think every division should, honestly, but ours especially because it's not like they're asking us to do a whole lot. No, not at all. And so, I I actually lost. When I did Junior USA's, uh, I actually – I won my class, but that one you have to place top two overall, I think, or top three overall. I literally got told by Gary Udick, you would have won the overall if you wouldn't have been posing your back like that. Right. It was so bad. I was over-exaggerating so much to the point I didn't even place top three. He's like, right. if you just held your back pose and put your arms on a little bit more, he's like, flawless. Right. So – at Team U, I did that, went pro. Last all thing I did, I'll say, all uh, I do is change my pose. That's it. And the last thing I'll say is guys get so lost in trying to imitate pros and not make their physique look their best. And that's yeah. a big problem. Like, I'm watching some dude, like, one of the dudes I like, he his pose is different, but the I'm swole kid, Kevin Wynn, mm-hmm. he's a dark sport athlete. He kind of moonwalks and does. I like that personally because, like, I'm like, bro, you tra- your transition's fire. But not everybody can do that. So you getting out there and try to do that is going to make you look dumb, just like doing the Dre pose. So, yeah, it's cool. I tell, like, I've worked with several guys, and this is what I'll say. I'll be like, yo, 
our first poser session, we'll work on some stuff. I'm like, yo, while till our next session, I want you to write down four to five guys that you like their posing. I want you to look at YouTube, do whatever you got to do, write their names down. Who do you like? So they'll say, you know, it might be Wendia, it might be Matt Murphy, it might be whoever. But in my mind, I'm trying to get together their physique and what they're like and then try to build something in between that fits them the best. A lot of people might like you and your posing because of your transitions and your smooth. That little that you do, yeah, I done caught that. I want to do that all the time where you go into that and you raise up and you stand up to the side. Like, See, that's your you can, move. You can pull that off. Right. And I don't. I really don't care when people copy my poses. If you look right. good, some people copy my poses and they look better than me. Right. And I'm like, great, you know, cool. But don't copy someone's poses and make it look like trash. Hey, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's actually an insult to the person you're copying, too. <laughs> right. But don't do it like that. Like, right. I, don't, I don't understand it. Like, they got to they gotta really get it together in terms of that. Uh, yeah. Pose. So, and I, yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm saying. So that's why I tell people, like, Get an idea of what you like, and then we'll figure it out from there. But it doesn't mean that because you see Matt do that pose that we're going to hit it if it don't look right on you and you can't transition into it properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've helped the guy out, one of my teammates, Micah uh, Thomas. Great, great physique, steady developing, steady getting better. And me and him have literally talked, and like he'll just be like, yo, I, like, I flow this way. So I'm doing that. I'll come be like, bro, you should try this. He's like, no, I don't flow like that. He knows that. And we just, all right, bet. Next thing. For me, he'll be like, no, you can flow like that, though, bro. Like, you can transition like that. I can't. And he knows that. And he just moves on. It's not working something, like you said, that doesn't fit you or your physique. So, yeah, bro, I I love the posing. But some of this stuff is getting out of hand. Like, it's, I don't know if it's a lack of focus or trying to do too much outside of your realm. But like I'm, I'm five foot eight. I can't dunk. I'm not practicing that. <laughs> yeah, yo, facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing else I can do. Like I'm gonna be the best layup forever because I know yeah. I can dunk. So I work at laying the ball up. Same thing yeah. with posing. So yeah, no, for facts for sure. That's one thing I've seen. Uh, only thing reason I bring up is one thing I've seen over the years, as well as people's physiques, just kind of go just somewhere different because it came along great uh, obviously it started terrible yeah it progressed there was a certain year where i feel like it, we hit a good spot everyone's posing was pretty unique and now we're getting to a point where people are just trying to either imitate other people or just do the the weirdest things and it just makes me cringe and i'm like oh why is he doing that his physique yeah. looked great you yeah. just killed it i don't even want to see you on stage anymore yeah. for but, sure yeah yeah. All right, man. I think I'm going to yeah. end it there. Um, I appreciate you being on for all those listening or watching. I'll be putting all his information. Um, he does coach as well. If anybody's looking for that, um, I'll put all the information. But you got anything else, man? No, man. We hit on a lot of stuff, man. That was uh, that was good, man. I, I want to you... have you back on, too. Like, that's one of the things I've been telling people. Like, let's not make this just a one-time thing because there's more issues fitness stuff that we can discuss so well, especially as we get on into this year man i'm really excited to get on into this year man you got to find yourself back on stage too man i've been saying that man especially when you turn to the back man i don't think there's anyone probably that could really stand with you if you really get peeled yeah i just don't see it man yeah. i really don't i'm trying man coaches on me ryan on me right now so <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to get there 
Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it, bro. Everybody right, listening. Bro. Y'all for joining. Y'all have a good